Welcome to Top of the Game with Javier Sade, where we talk to amazing people that are shaping the world. These lightning round talks explore what makes remarkable leaders tick. Thinkers and doers pushing humankind forward and at the top of their games. Impactful insights, global perspectives, valuable wisdom you can use every day in your life and work. This is Top of the Game. Enjoy today's episode. Here's Javier. I'm excited to welcome the mayor of Lisbon today, Carlos Moedas. He's a Portuguese civil engineer, economist, and politician who is the sitting mayor of Lisbon. Two weeks prior to the election, he was 20 points down, and his win represents one of the most stunning political victories in Europe. He was also the European Union's Commissioner of Research, Science, and Innovation, and he served as Secretary of State of Portugal. Carlos achieved significant success in the world of business during a two-decade career. That includes being a project manager at Suez Group in France, an M&A banker at Goldman Sachs, a real estate investment banker at Eurohypo, and managing partner at what is now Savills, Portugal. I'll stop there. Let's get into it. Mr. Mayor, or as I like to call you by your name, Carlos, welcome to the show. Welcome to you, Javier. It's a great uh, honor to be in your show. I'm very happy. Not as happy as I am and not as happy as all the listeners to be listening to somebody like you uh, running such a beautiful city. Are you in your beautiful city now in Lisbon? I am in Lisbon in, uh, in the City Hall, which is a beautiful place from the 1800s. You have to come. All right. That invitation will be taken. And just to give a little context to listeners, Carlos and I have known each other for 25 years. And, you know, he's had an inc incredible career, as you heard earlier. In 2014, when I served in the Obama administration, Carlos had almost an identical job at uh, the EU running innovation and investment programs for Europe. So can you, you know, since, since, I'm, since I brought that up, can you talk a little bit about that incredible role you had and how it led you to decide to run for office and win. So I, I thank you so much, uh, Javier. And I remember very well when I went to US, how it was great to meet you in, as you said, in a similar role in the Obama administration. And uh, there's so much of that that uh, was part of my inspiration as what we call here European Commissioner for Science and Innovation. And so my job was really at the European level uh, to be the equivalent of um, uh, federate level to look into universities, to uh, give grants to researchers, to innovators. And part of that job was to create a new institution um, that would be kind of a DARPA-like institution in Europe, which I was so happy that finally I was able to do before uh, I finished my tenure called the European Innovation Council. And the European Innovation Council was about that, was about transforming ideas into products, into jobs. Um, and that was very much inspired by institutions like DARPA in the United States, by the programs that you used to run yourself of small and medium enterprises. Um, and so I ran uh, this uh, big program for science, and then we created this program for innovation based on a lot of the things that were done in the U.S., in terms of innovation. I always say that uh, Europe is very good at transforming money into knowledge, mm -hmm. uh, which is scientific production, but mm -hmm. we are not as good at transforming that knowledge into money. Uh, and that's what innovation is about. And so I kind of like try to do as much as I could 
to help Europe to develop uh, that identity of innovation and the transformation of knowledge into, into products. Well, Carlos, while you're describing this uh, scientific knowledge that in turn creates human knowledge, which in terms creates jobs and economic value, you've seen that from a lot of angles. You were banker Goldman Sachs, you've been at funds, you know, you know how capitalism works. And now you're trying to translate all of these experiences you've had into running a massive, gorgeous, incredible city. But I'm not going to ask you about policy. I'm more interested in you letting the listeners know, what is it like to run a city when you compare it to, say, the business world? Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I, I, first of all, I think there's, I mean, being a mayor is, is really being in between uh, small things and big things, uh, solving day-to-day uh, -day problems to people and at the same time inspiring them into the future. And when I started, I started with the idea that I wanted to be a mayor of those small things uh, that really solve problems of the day-to-day, -day, but also inspiring people in terms of innovation and culture. And we launched this project that uh, is called the Unicorn Factory of Lisbon, where with my experience from the, the EU, from the European Union, I wanted to uh, translate that at a local level because I really believe that cities are the place where innovation happens. It happens because of diversity. It happens because of openness of cities, because it's where you have physical encounters that really make you more creative. And so we created this uh, project called the Unicorn Factory, which is basically the biggest scale-up program uh, in Portugal. And I think that would be also in Europe very soon, uh, where we start with uh, small, uh, already small companies, but that have raised already funds. And then we go into scale-up with them with mentorship from unicorns. And so we were able to attract a lot of uh, European and American unicorns mm -hmm. and from all over the world. In one year, we attracted 12, 12 unicorns that now have offices in Lisbon. You're talking about unicorns from Israel, like iBob or Evolution, a gaming company from Stockholm. And so they came here with two conditions. One, to open an office with mm -hmm. 30 or 40 people, and then to be mentors to the small guys. To do that. And so how people have been in uh, transformation of their businesses through this mentorship of the unicorn people. Uh, we've created one of these uh, councils of people where people come to the town hall to design policies. So it's not us designing the policies, it's the people of the city that sometimes they don't have any political party, they've never been mm -hmm. involved and they come to us. So my idea was to get, I've been in this uh, very, um, uh, in this very high office at the EU, EU level, which is very distant from people. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's very uh, top down. And now I want to apply this bottom up approach uh, to cities. And, and so that's the kind of projects that actually made me win these elections. Uh, I was kind of the lame duck uh, of the whole thing. I was mm -hmm. 20 points behind on the polls when uh, I was elected two days before election. I was still 10 points behind. And, and I think that I was able to uh, give hope to people through uh, this uh, dream into the future, uh, through these new companies. And so that's the, the, the job that we've been doing at the level of a city that is absolutely amazing, but still compared to cities in the US, quite small. 
Um, and so it has become a little bit of the city where a lot of American companies have found uh, a safe harbor, a place where they come to Europe, they feel safe, they, uh, they have an like, ecosystem that is uh, up and coming. And so it has been a, a full experience. But um, being a mayor is probably, I would say, the most interesting job uh, in politics today, uh, in a moment where people don't believe in politicians anymore. Uh, today, nobody believes them. I mean, they're too far from people. And so being a mayor is that kind of crossroads where you are close to people. And that, Carlos, is what makes you such a compelling, I'm biased here, because I love you to death, but that's what makes you so compelling. Like, you kind of entered the public arena at 30,000 feet, and now you're the CEO of a big, beloved city in Europe, but you're running things, you're making things happen. You mentioned this issue about people losing faith in institutions. You know, the U.S., obvious, I don't know if it's obvious, but I know you follow a lot of what happens here as well, but people here are very dismayed by the erosion of institutions because of globalization and all these things. And where the rubber meets the road is in cities and towns, not in the halls of Congress or the parliament. So talk a little bit about, I guess you're competing with other cities, right? Like if I'm moving to Europe, and I know you you have been a great leader in positioning Lisbon to compete against you know other amazing cities in Europe. So what are the ingredients that make Lisbon so kick butt. There's a lot. I mean, there's uh, some that are really just uh, naturally um, uh, from uh, the beauty of the city mm-hmm. to uh, the safety and the security of the city. It's a very good city for people to bring kids because it's very safe. So mm-hmm. kids go at night uh, to bars and they come home walking and. And you know that's a lot of a lot of the Portuguese DNA. It's it's a very tolerant uh, country where uh, really people feel safe, and, and I think that's uh, an asset. That's an asset uh, mm-hmm. of the city. But I think that uh, to your point of um, people not believing anymore in politicians and uh, mm-hmm. the distance, what I actually believe is that you have to work with people. Uh, at the same level, looking into their eyes and making them come to you and work with you. On this experience of this assembly of citizens where we pick 50 people randomly from the city to work with us, it's a very interesting experience because uh, people, they come to to us with ideas and they say, why don't we do that? And Mm -hmm. we say, okay, come to us and do it with us. And then they realize suddenly that doing things is not what uh, from one day to another, it's not easy. Uh, there's rules, there's laws, there's regulation. And then they say, oh, uh, it's actually more difficult than we think. And so you go from this idea that politicians created that they were kind of magicians that they would say, oh, I'm going to do that and I'm going to create jobs to an idea that politicians are just like regular people. And by mm-hmm. the way, their job is not easy. And so I, I made them come to uh, the town hall, participate in meetings with the services, with the people, with the public servants, and then they change their mind. Mm-hmm. And also the people that work in the town hall, they also change their mind because they feel valued by the citizens. 
the the citizens understand what they do. And so I think that big part of the politics in the future has to be like that, to really work with people so they understand institutions. And, And that, for me, is essential. If you don't have strong institutions and the institutions are not open to people, then people start hating institutions and, and everything goes pear-shaped. Yep. And yep. then I think that you have to create the dream. And and the dream is about let's do it together and uh, achieve together. And innovation is probably the best tool mm-hmm. that you have for that because innovation is about dreaming into something that can change people's lives and working with them for that to happen. Uh, and I think that uh, politics is is changing. We are in the middle of uh, the bridge in between how politics worked in the past, in very rigid, vertical institutions, to a moment where, where people really are part of the decision-making process. Uh, they are part of the job of the politician, and they acknowledge, if you look at Nordic countries, like Norway or mm-hmm. uh, Sweden or Finland, People don't look at the prime minister as if he was God or like some this guy that comes around with bodyguards. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, the prime minister is a regular guy. They have coffee with them. I, I, for instance, I take the bus every Friday. I, can, I cannot do it every day for agenda uh, reasons. But mm-hmm. on Friday, I take the bus alone and I come on the bus with people. And people start talking, you know, and they look at you mm-hmm. uh, as... As they are, and uh, you know, on a first name basis, and then the whole relationship in between the politician and the people change. Listen, it doesn't surprise me, Carlos. By the way, I didn't know. Thank you for saying the story about coming from 20 points behind a week before and winning. It doesn't surprise me at all that you're doing this. Thank you for your service. What an amazing opportunity for you and for the beautiful citizens of your gorgeous town. You know, these shows are supposed to be short and I can keep going on and on with you. But I like to end the show with, first of all, you have an open invitation for a longer conversation. That's the first thing. Second thing is a quick lightning round of more mundane questions. You were talking about taking the bus. So I'm going to ask you some questions that are going to feel like taking the bus. Are you ready? Yeah, yeah, let's go. (laughs) All right, let's go. What's your favorite Portuguese food? Uh, Grilled fish. Best Portuguese dish ever. I know you're a runner. What do you listen to to get pumped up? <laughs> <laughs> what I, I I listen a lot to uh, kind of like uh, podcasts uh, when I run, uh, and uh, and so I would listen to yours uh, from now on. Uh, but before I, I used to to listen to the FT, to the Economist, and then some some music. Um, and I, but sometimes I'm in my mind doesn't stop. So I try to do some meditation yeah. when I run, but it's still difficult for me. Well, I, I appreciate the free plug and to the listeners. I didn't entice a mayor to say he's going to listen to this podcast. Carlos, it's so amazing to have you. You're doing a terrific job. The city's lucky to have you. The world is lucky to have somebody like you going into public service. Obrigado. Thank you, Javier, and uh, I hope that you can come to Lisbon and that your listeners come to this amazing city of Lisbon uh, where we have amazing places and culture and innovation and history and diversity. It's uh, an open city for all of you, so we are all welcome. There you go, people. An open invitation from the mayor of Lisbon. Thank you, Carlos. 
We hope you enjoyed today's conversation. For information and links about today's guests, check out the show notes and visit topofthegame-thepod.com. Your host, Javier Sade, the show Top of the Game. Thanks for listening.